Welcome to Stonewall End Times Talk. We're a father-son duo discussing the end times, hoping that you will develop a faith as strong as Stonewall. First, we're going to go through a quick recap of what we did last week. Uh, we went over the 70 weeks of Daniel, and that was the prophecy Daniel received when he was in Babylon. The Jews were kicked out of Israel because they were wicked and they never followed the seven-year Sabbath. And they were banished for 70 years so the land could have its rest. And the prophecy covered the time from the return to Israel from Babylon all the way to the end of the tribulation. And we're currently in the church age between the 69th and 70th week of Daniel. So, Dad... That brings us to the topic of this week, the church age. Yes, it does. It brings us to that topic, church age. And the, the question should be asked then is, what is the church? Yeah, what is it? Well, the church is, is a group of people or a bunch of people or people that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And uh, I looked up the... The Greek word for church is called ekklesia, and it just simply means those that are called. Okay. And so that's, that's what the church age is. It, we are a bunch of people that have been called by our Lord and Savior to trust in him. And hopefully when he calls us home, we shall be with him. Yeah, uh, that'll be nice. So the question is, why do we need the church? And um, the, we need the church because God wanted to, the Bible says uh, <clears throat> in Galatians 4, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, it says, when the fullness of the time had come in, God sent his son, born of a woman, under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. And so then we would become sons and daughters of your lady. And because we're, we are sons, God has sent us his spirit so that we could, we could actually know the father. And that's the, really the reason why we need the church, that God wanted to reveal his will about a world that has gone crazy. It's definitely gone crazy. Yes. Now. So that brings us to the question of what is a church age? Yeah. What, what is it, Dad? Well, the church age is um, it's a time period beginning at uh, Pentecost until the rapture. Okay. Well, what is Pentecost? You know, at one time I was, I was, I was telling people that, and I didn't know why, but I do now. Hmm. And it's simple. Pentecost is a Greek word for 50, and it's uh, 50 days from the Passover. Jesus Christ was crucified on Passover, if you don't know that. Pentecost, from that moment on, until the church is raptured, that is how, that is how long the church age is. Okay. And I think I answered that question, what is Pentecost? So it, it's just 50. What does that mean, 50? Well, um, the Jewish Jewish people have a bunch of festivals and uh, things they do that that point to us living in the kingdom. And Passover was a major one. 
that's when Christ is crucified. So from that point on to Pentecost, or 50 days after that, then the Holy Spirit fell on the believers. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it, the way that took place is Jesus admonished the, the, the believers at that time to go into Jerusalem. This is after he was resurrected, by the way. We want him to go into Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. And the promise of the Father is nothing more than the Holy Spirit coming to dwell in our hearts. So that's, that's what the uh, Pentecost um, point, uh, point in time points to. From Pentecost until the rapture of the church, we are in the church age. So was Pentecost like an event? Um, kind of. It, it's a milestone, and the, uh, it just means 50. In other words, we are, we're 50 days beyond the Passover, so now we're moving into where God is going to be using the church to bring the gospel to the nation. Oh, interesting. Okay, I've, um, I've, always, I've always thought that uh, Pentecost was like when the, the Holy Spirit came down on the, on the believers. That's not the case? Oh, no, it is the case. It's just Pentecost means 50. It's 50 days from Passover. Oh, okay. So, All right. now, so now we've, we've uh, the Holy Spirit is falling on the, falling on the believers, and now we're moving into the church age. Okay, so, um, and it, so it's going to go from Pentecost to the rapture. Amen. And I know it's a huge, huge topic. Can you give a quick overview of the rapture? The rapture means it means uh, the catching away. Uh, okay. In other words, you might be riding your bicycle or something, and then when Lord God Almighty decides it's time to bring the church home, He's gonna He's gonna call us wherever do, we're at, whatever we're doing, then we're gonna. It, we're going to stop it, and we will wind up. We'll find ourselves sitting in the kingdom of heaven, and it's going to happen pretty quick. Okay, so we'll just be like sitting somewhere, and then just poof, we're going to be in the presence of God? Yes, that quick. And we are supposed to be ready for that and understand that we as believers, that God is going to be calling us out of this world. Because let's face it. Judgment is coming to this world, and the Lord God Almighty does not want his people to suffer that destruction that he's planning for this earth. Yeah, I, I hope not, because I, I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> no. Uh, well, now you said that, now you said this a couple of times already, that you can understand what God is going to do by patterns that he's done. Mm-hmm. And one of the patterns is... is a major pattern is when God Almighty is going to pour pour judgment out on the earth. He removes his people. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, that, that is a definite pattern. Yes, and there's there's lots of them that we have seen. They're small ones, but they're contained in the crypt, scriptures. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to, we want to be we want to be ready when he does call us home because he is going to judge this world. Okay. How could he not judge the world? He's already judged those that have been busy in the kind of sins that uh, America is doing right now. 
he's judged other countries for doing the same thing. I know that scares me. <laughs> Serious, man. It really That's, scares me because I, I see us going down the America going down a really bad path. <laughs> yes, and that that's one reason why uh, we are to be ready. Yeah. Well, th there there are there is more than one um, group of believers that believe that we're going to go straight. That we the church is going to go straight through the tribulation. That's just crazy. And, they're welcome uh, to it. Yeah, they can have it, but they they're going to have to face facts. What are they going to say when the church is is really gone and it's raptured out of here? They won't have like, much to say. Well, do you think that just because they believe that it might happen after the tribulation, they wouldn't be caught up in it? Say that again. So, um, let's just say, let's just take Kirk Cameron for example, who okay, but he was in the Left Behind series. And he's recently switched over to become a like a post trib guy, but he's a believer, so he should even though he believes in a post trib, he should still be caught up in the trip uh, in the pre trib rapture if it happens. Well, yeah, you can be wrong on that account. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I've I've often looked at this and I just always like I, I think people make too big of a deal out of it. It's like, hey, you believe it's post, we believe it's pre. It really doesn't make much of a difference. I think we should stop fighting over it. But anyway. The only thing that I don't buy into, as I've heard it uh, several times, it's what they call pan trib. Everything's going to work out at the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have problems with that because we really have to be looking for Christ. Yeah, I agree. So if we're just going to, we're just going to, tool along and just say oh, i ain't gonna worry about it you know i i love i trust jesus no no you, we have to actually be able to live for christ mm -hmm. and these people who are pan trip they're not living for christ yeah pretty lukewarm right yeah lukewarmness is is uh falls under that heading yeah, that's a perfect word for it okay at the rapture, we're going to go into the tribulation period. But up until that point, we are in the church age. Um, and I've, I've heard people talk about it as like the age of grace. So is, are that, is it the same thing? or Is there a difference between the age of grace and the church age? Not really. Okay. It's just a different term for the same event. Okay. Remember, you, can, you can't be saved without grace. True. Are there any prophecies that point to the church age? Not directly. Okay. Uh, uh, because it, Paul the Apostle called it a mystery. That it right. was a mystery, not that, not that it's sort of like a, a magician that pops it on the scene. It's a mystery in that it's hidden. The church was hidden. Mm -hmm. it, it's always been there, but it was, it was not revealed until... I guess our day and age. And I'm, um, yeah, Paul, Paul said it was a mystery and it was revealed to us. Yeah. That's, um, it's pretty interesting. I, I don't understand why. I don't know, but I guess, well, this is one of the things that we'll find out when we get up there and get to talk to Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have a lot of questions. Matter of fact. Yeah. A lot. So 
now okay so there's there's no real prophecies that point toward the church age uh-huh so, that's correct. so, so that that probably means then there's no prophecies that explain what's going to happen during the church age right oh um no there are prophecies that, that talk about some things that's going to happen during the church age some of the prophecies was given way back when i guess prop when people began to multiply on the earth i mean there there was a prophecy then that pointed to people being uh it, it just pointed to people that are, are well be believers and all that. And well, listen, let me think of something to be concrete. Okay. Um, the temple, the temple itself, it, it was the prophecy was given that it's going to be destroyed. And that's going to happen in the church age. It's already happened in the church age. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there's prophecies that will begin and they finish in the church age. Here's another one. Israel coming back to the land. Oh, yeah. Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. Moses. He he prophesied then that that the Jews would, uh, once they were scattered into all the world, that they would brought, be brought back to the land. Mm. Now, I've, I've, I've discovered that once people become comfortable in what they believe, then they do, they quit searching the scriptures to see if they are really believing the truth. I uh, I had one of those uh, moments where I realized that I had to change my theology because it was a little bit off. And if I if I had never been studying the scriptures or asking the questions, I would have still been believing uh something that was in there and here's the here's here's what i'm referring to okay all right i was just going to ask you what are you talking about <laughs> yeah what what i'm talking about is as a young christian i always heard of spiritual israel i didn't know what it was mm. i i asked people if they knew what spiritual israel was i could never get a concrete answer so i i just quit worrying about it. I know yeah. that sooner or later, uh, if, if that question will be answered, and it came in a real weird way. It was the Holy Spirit that helped me with that. Okay, I, I want to hear this. You've, you've heard of, of uh, prophecies where I'm trying to figure out, figure out how to explain this. Jesus would, in the end, at, at the end times, he's going to call all the nations together and it's and it's for judge he's going to put the sheep on his right hand he's going to put the goats on his left hand mm -hmm. and the goats are the ones that did not feed christ did not didn't clothe them didn't come to visit while he was in prison you know in other words uh, these goats ignored jesus okay and then uh on the other hand, the one, the sheep on his right, well, they were the ones that served Jesus, that helped him. They gave him clothing, gave him water, stuff like that. And I was reading that passage of scripture. It's in, Ma it's in Matthew chapter 25. And it, something stood out like a sore thumb. 
Jesus judged those people how they treated Israel. What do you mean? Well, um, there, the Jesus himself was not wandering around, um, but his 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 followers were in need of, say, clothing and all that. So they uh, they clothed these people that uh, well that was in need of help, and Jesus judged these people who. You know, in other words, did they give him a glass of water? Mm-hmm. Did they go visit him in prison? And uh, most of the time, the answer, whatever they did to Israel at that time, God is going to judge them. Okay, so he's he's referring to Israel in there. Okay. Well, that's what I I discovered. I was hmm. reading I was reading Matthew chapter twenty five. Have you ever looked at something and? And suddenly you brought it into focus. Yeah, all the time. Well, that's what I did. Uh, when I looked at the, the prophecies about, uh, I struggle for those words, but those prophecies about serving Jesus, you know, doing, feeding him all that, I realized Jesus said, you did it to one of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I realized how you treat Israel is how God is going to treat you. Okay. Yeah, that seems to fall in line with all the other prophecies about Israel, about blessing Israel. You'll be blessed. And, you know, so it that definitely seems to be a pattern. You're absolutely right. And what, what did Paul, what did the, Paul on the road to Damascus? He, he had papers that he was going to go and arrest more more believers. Mm-hmm. And on the road to Damascus, Lord God Almighty knocked him down to the ground. This blinding light came over him. He couldn't see at all. And he heard this voice. And he was not Paul at the time. He was S-A-U-L, Saul. Mm-hmm. He said, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? And Saul says, who are you? He said, and then the boy spoke to him. He says, I am Jesus, whom you persecute. It is hard to fight against the goats. And then Paul immediately, he still saw them. He said, immediately said, what would you have me do? And then, of course, he was commissioned to go and carry the name of Jesus Christ throughout the whole world, not just to the Gentiles. He took, Paul took the, the gospel to all people. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said what you, when Paul was, was going to go and arrest more Christians, Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? What you do to Israel, you're doing it to Jesus. Okay. And um, yeah, go ahead. What about uh, Peter? Peter Peter is where it's commonly called the Rock, right? Uh-huh. Um, what What does that have to do with the Church Age? Oh well, uh, Peter is is given credit by the uh, Catholic Church. I I guess uh, to be the first Pope. They, I swear, I've I've met people who have followed 
that doctrine that Peter was the first pope. Interesting. Okay. Okay. But Peter, Peter was a, his name. It means little stone or little rock. Mm-hmm. And the uh, rock that Jesus was talking about. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Um, it is like a, a rock of Gibraltar. It's a big rock. Okay. And Jesus is that rock. Mm. Church is going to be built on Jesus. And mm. when you, it's good that you brought Peter up because the way it took place with Peter was in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Jesus asked the disciples, uh, who do people say I am? The, uh, oh yeah, the, the disciples said, well, heck, you're one of the prophets. You're the prophet. Um, you're Elijah. You know, they named off, you're Jeremiah. You know, they named off <laughs> a bunch of prophets. And Jesus listened to him. And then he asked him again. He says, but who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. And Peter is the one that spoke up and said, uh, King James, thou art the Christ the son of the living God. Hmm. And then and then Christ told Peter, he said, blessed are you, son of Jonah. Flesh and blood did not give you this information, but my father who's in heaven revealed this truth to you. In other words, you cannot call Jesus Lord and Savior without the father's blessing. That's amazing. Yeah, and Jesus said that he said, you're Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. So he's referring to that revelation that that he is the Christ. Right. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. So that's um, he's going to use that to build. He's going to use that revelation to build the church. I have not met a born again believer that did not believe that. Hmm. Well, that I, it, I fully believe it. <laughs> I'm definitely a believer that. Jesus is God Almighty. Mm-hmm. All things are made by him for him, and nothing that was made, it was made by him. He's talking about Christ. Everything was made by him. Okay, so um, now the church was Jews initially. So how did the Gentiles come into this? Uh, that's interesting you asked that. Uh, the Lord God used G- Peter's Jewishness to help bring the Gentiles in. I uh, can't remember exactly where, but Peter went upstairs, I guess, to get some rest. And I, I think he was hungry, too, or something. Uh, but I do know that Peter went up on his roof to get some rest. And while he was upstairs on his roof, he, he fell asleep, and he had this vision. It was a sheet, something like a sheet that was lowered down from heaven with all these four-footed animals on it. And he heard this voice says, Peter, arise, kill, eat. (laughs) No. (laughs) And Peter said, oh, no way, Lord. Just as nothing, nothing unclean has ever entered my mouth. And then uh, the voice told him, he says, what the Lord has cleaned or cleansed, do not call it common. Mm. In other words, what what God has has cleaned up, uh, that's good enough for you. Well, anyway, this vision happened three times. And while while Peter was uh, 
con pondering about this this vision that he saw because really he was telling him the, the vision was telling him uh, without Peter knowing it at the time that the Lord God Almighty was going to bring the Gentiles into the church. Mm. And so while Peter was uh, contemplating this about the vision, someone knocked on his door and it was some men from a city called Joppa. And what had taken place for these, for these guys to be there at Peter's house was that they were, they were working with a guy named Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Cornelius had had a, a vision to send to, maybe it was Joppa where Peter was at. It's one of, <laughs> I forget exactly what city where Peter was at. I, I think so. I think it was Joppa or maybe he went, sent to Joppa. Maybe Peter was in Joppa. I'm not sure. Yeah, I for, all right now I'd have to pull it out and look at it. But uh, the, these men were sent from Cornelius to Peter's house. And then while Peter, now this is good timing, right? Peter yeah. is, were, is wondering about the vision that he saw and then someone is knocking on his door and he looked at these guys and they said who are you guys and they said well we were sent by Cornelius you're supposed hmm. to come down to his house and give us a word from God so that's kind of good timing so, right <laughs> so yeah. they didn't they didn't leave immediately and so the interesting thing though Cornelius was was he was a centurion right um I think he was, yeah. He was a, at least a ruler of the Romans. And he was, and so that made, he was a Gentile then. Yes, he was a Gentile and he was also a lover or a supporter of Israel. Hmm. So that's why God chose Peter to go down to where Cornelius is at and basically preach the gospel. So the next day, Peter and these guys, they got up and they went back to Cornelius's house. And Peter said, I was sent by the Holy Spirit to be here. Well, then, well, then say on. What are you, you going to tell us? And Peter started sharing the gospel about Jesus dying for our sins. Nothing else he could really say. And, and then while Peter, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Go ahead. Well, uh, Peter, while Peter was speaking, he said that the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles and they spoke with tongue. And then the Holy, I mean, the Gentiles received the Holy Spirit then. Okay. And uh, now when they received this, this is, this is different from Pentecost, right? Uh, it's the same type of event. The Holy Spirit fell on, the, on uh, Cornelius and all his people in his house because they were, they loved God too. Yeah, because okay, because I had I had been confused on this before. I had, for some reason I had thought that this was Pentecost, and the, so hearing those two different events, I did. Sometimes I had gotten confused on them. So, well, uh, what Pentecost is is when Jesus told when he's about ready to leave, he told the believers that be Peter and all those guys, uh, you go into Jerusalem, go to the upper room, and you just wait there and wait for the promise of the Father. Hmm. And so that's what they were supposed to do. Remember the resurrection? These yeah. angels said, remind these guys, hey, you're supposed to go into Jerusalem? Mm -hmm. And they did. Disciples listened to them. They went into Jerusalem and they went to the upper room. 
And as they went there, the Bible says, with one mind and one accord or one purpose. Okay. And while they were there in that room, they heard the sound of a rushing mighty wind. And then cloven tongues appeared to them. And then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's where the church was born, right there. That was, mm. that was okay. 50 days from the Passover. Okay. Just go, uh, going back a little bit, I just looked this up, but Cornelius was in Caesarea. And it looks like um, Peter was in Joppa. Okay. Well, that sounds right. Okay. And since I didn't, really, I'm, I didn't focus on the city that he was in. Yeah, I just I'm just throwing it in this for trivia. Stuff. That's good. That's Caesarea. You're right. It was Caesarea. Okay. Um, so now, now the um, Gentiles have been grafted in. Uh huh. Since the beginning of the church, there's been persecution of the church. Oh yeah. And why is that? Well, Satan hates God. Basically, you know the truth, Satan is going to be judged. He's going to wind up in, in the lake of fire, and, and uh, Satan knows this. So Satan has been trying to uh, uh, defeat God the whole time. Remember, Satan, I believe it's in chapter 14 of Isaiah, where Satan uh, said the famous, I will, I will be like the most high, I will mm. I will go above the clouds of heaven. He just kept saying, I will do this. He was claiming to be God Almighty. He's going to take over the kingdom of heaven. Craziness. And then uh, he was booted out. Jesus, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like a, like a shooting star. And he was kicked out of heaven. But uh, the reason why persecution is going is that Satan is trying to get his people to kill or wipe out the Jewish people. You realize that when Jesus comes back again, he's not, he's coming back to rescue Israel. Or do you know that? Um, yeah. Yes, I do. Well, the, Satan is in a, uh, he's in a mad dash trying to wipe out and kill the Jewish nation. He's been doing this all throughout, all throughout the church age. Oh, actually, shoot, man. He's been doing it. All the, the way through church. the whole entire Bible. Yes, he has. Um, well, think of think of when the Jews were in Egypt. Mm -hmm. the, the Jews were under bondage and they were crying to God, you know, the, to deliver them. And that's when they sent Moses. Mm -hmm. But but before that, remember what what uh, the Pharaoh told them to do? Any male child born, kill it. <laughs> Kill it. That's right. Throw it in the river. You know, man, I can't, I, I can't imagine living in a time like that where somebody can have that much power, where they're just like kill every boy. It's just crazy yeah, to me. That's right. And then same thing happened in the New Testament before Mary, um, before Mary was was pregnant with Jesus. Satan knew. Satan knew something was up. He didn't know when exactly because he don't know everything. Mm -hmm. and he tried to kill all the male children in jerusalem yeah That's why he, he sent them out all all male children from the six years and under kill them and that's that's why mary and joseph had to leave right yes okay 
the Lord was preserving the Messiah. Okay, yeah. now, now when it comes to persecution, like there is no guarantee that anyone will live tomorrow. Like, you, right. you could die today. Um, and JD, I don't know if you, I don't know if the people have heard of JD Farag, but he's a fantastic pastor. And he has a very simple explanation on how you can be saved. And it's called the ABCs of salvation. Amen. And go ahead, Dad, explain them. Well, uh, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't listen to JD right before we did this podcast, but uh, I've, I've known about the ABCs of salvation, I guess, indirectly for years. Well, maybe he took it for someone else, and, I'm t- and we're just taking it from him. So. I don't know, but JD is right. ABC. A, it stands for acknowledge or admit. Admit that you are a sinner. That's what it means. Okay. Admit that you're a sinner. And then the B part of that is you believe, excuse me, you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and you'll be saved because with your heart you believe unto righteousness and with your mouth you confess unto salvation. So, and that's Romans 10, 9 and 2, 10, believe me. Okay. And then also see the confession. The Bible says that uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's what the ABC of salvation is. You acknowledge that you are a sinner. You believe in heart that your heart that Jesus died for our sins. And then you believe, you believe, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You will be saved. Amen. And that's the ABCs of salvation. I probably didn't do it as smooth as uh, J.D. Farag. But he- oh, it's a, the first time. And you just pray and ask Jesus to take over your life and believe and acknowledge that you're a sinner. So, super simple. But I think he made it simple for a reason. Well, it is simple for us. But you got to remember, it cost him everything. Yeah. Everything. His life. I mean, he gave his life for us. I, I, it's hard for me to, to, to wrap my head around that. Same here. He, act, he actually died for our sins. Yeah. And I, I, I'm thankful for it. Me too. I, I have felt the Lord's presence in my life. Um, sometimes really strong, sometimes not as strong, but he's always there. Yeah, I've, um, my wife and I both have experienced it in our life and just undeniable involvement in just the way things are in our life. And I'm super glad that I have turned mine over to him. I tell you, your mom and I, we we uh, we pray all the time that the Lord would strengthen us, that He would give us His Spirit, and that we would be able to be used by Him. Now, the one thing your mom, uh, she she uh, has said, she don't know if she can go door to door and share the gospel, but let me tell you something. 
she can share her faith in a heartbeat. Hmm. Man. Yeah, I see you're you're more of the uh, go to door to door type person. Uh, well, I did. That's when I I cut my teeth on going door to door. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't think I have a, a temperament for it personally. Well, I saw it. I saw it played out a couple of times. Uh, I knocked on the. We this guy and I. We were. We were out sharing the gospel. And we carried with them. We we were carrying with us some bulletins from the church that we went to. We knocked on this door. Young lady was was. Um, listening to some rock and roll music. And we knocked on the door and she says, wait, wait. And she ran into her house. She turned the uh, volume down on her music. And she said, what can I, she says, what can I do for you guys? Mm -hmm. So the guy who was a spokesman, I was just kind of watching. He said, well, we come to, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with you. She goes, Huh? What do you mean? <laughs> so he handed her a bulletin and said, "We're from the church up there on the corner, and we we are out on Tuesday evening, inviting people to come to church." And she says, "We honestly don't think you're just gonna just just come and visit us. So you could, but really, I don't think you were." She says, "No, I probably wouldn't." Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says, but I'd like to share some things with you. And she says, well, it's okay with me. What do you want to share? So he shared from a booklet that the Brethren Church gave out. And it's pretty much the ABCs of salvation. I mean, everything hmm. in that little booklet said the same thing. And uh, the, this one thing this guy asked this lady, he, says, he said, Tell me, do you see any reason why you wouldn't want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior into your life? She thought of me. She said, well, I really can't think of a reason why not. Well, then he said, well, then bow your head and pray with me right now. And he led her in an acceptance prayer. And while she was listening to us and talking, she goes, oh, my God, what's happened to me? And she Really? Uh, yeah, she said, what's happening to me? And he says, well, you just... Apparently invited... you've been called. <laughs> he says, you, you've invited Jesus into your life. She says, uh, she says, this is... Uh, listen. So I'm sitting there watching this, and, it, you know, she was, she was obviously filled by the Holy Spirit. Really? She says, oh, I can't wait to see my grandma tell her what happened to me. Oh, I... I don't know if she went to that brethren church but she received the gospel that day nice well like that makes it worth it uh and it's happened i've seen it happen a couple of times not quite so dramatic hmm. <laughs> there was there was some kid that uh, we were sh sharing the gospel with and he listened to every word he said no we said and then i think tonight was i i don't know if i was sharing but anyway it, it, Ask the kid, do you want Jesus? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that quick. <laughs> so they prayed with, prayed with him, and uh, we left. The guy said, uh, there was a spokesman for men. He said, 
boy, that was no effort. He says, well, he must have been ready. He must have been ready. He must yeah. have been called. We call him, we used to call him divine appointment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dad. Um, uh-huh. So this episode was about the church age. And the next episode is going to be a really, probably one of your favorite topics. It's the rapture. Oh, uh, yeah. So are you ready yeah. for it? Uh, I would. Well, that's one of the big reasons why I got saved. As I yeah. heard the I heard the gospel, and and heard about the rapture, and I'm ready for it. Well, awesome! I think I'm ready for it too. So, I hope everybody enjoyed this, and we'll see you again in two weeks to go over the rapture. Okay, thank you, thank you, son. Yep, thanks, Dad. Okay. Great to do this together. I I love this. All right. Bye, everybody. God bless.